0: Let's open our Bibles, please, to uh, 1 John chapter 3, and we're going to read verses 1 through 6. We'll read these uh, responsibly. I'll read the first verse, we'll read the second verse together, and so on. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. Shall we stand, please, for the reading of God's Word? 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. even as he is pure. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not, whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. If you look back at verse 1, this is the text. We derive the title from this. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. And uh, this morning I want to speak to you on this subject the manner bestowed. Um, I can truly say the love of God changed my life. Kind of want to give you my testimony. Uh, but this is very, very important understanding what manner of the love, what was the uh, principle and the the nature of it all right let's pray father we pray that you bless the message we yield your spirit pray that we would understand somehow to comprehend the length and the height and the breadth and the depth of the love of god which passeth knowledge it's beyond our human finite mind our rationale and logical reasoning it can only be spiritually discerned but even then it's unspeakable and full of glory. We pray that it would uh, touch our life, help us to reminisce. May we give Thee all the glory and realizing the power of the manner of the love bestowed upon us and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. There are many types of love Many of you know this in the Greek, the phileo and then the agape. But we're not talking about that today. We're talking about levels of love or types of love. First of all, you may have sympathy. You might feel for someone. Better than that is empathy. You put yourself in their shoes. You feel with that person. But then you have the compassion of the Lord Jesus Christ he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. Some people give, that's very good, it's, it's better to give than to receive. Uh, some people though take it back after a time or they give with a conditional type of a giving. Other people give and it's permanently, that's better than a temporary giving. But what we're talking about this morning is such a love bestowed upon us. The manner of it is so great. It, it's, it changes lives. And you have to behold it to fully appreciate it. You have to behold it to truly be the recipient of it. And if you don't take the time to sit still and know that He is God meditate, pause, muse for a while, and just think about the power of the love of God, how much that He loves you. When you come to this realization, a a consciousness or an awareness, it'll change your life. So first of all, it's a legal title. He's calling you His Son. He's not ashamed to be called uh, your father, the father said, not shame to call us his children. We are the sons of God. So born again by the incorruptible seed of the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. You are now the family of God, the sons of God, but you have a, a legal title. If you think about just the total stranger out there, would you give them the title of your name, your birthright, your inheritance, your family lineage would you bestow upon them that that's what Christ has done for us secondly he's given us his own nature so when you're born of the seed of the word you now have the nature of God and because of that the world does not know you why the world does not know Christ they did not know Christ so it's it's a new nature a divine nature of uh, the word of God and the holiness of God Christ himself in you thirdly you have his inheritance so we are adopted into full sonship and even though now in present tense we are already glorified in the mind of God in the plan of God and so it says it shall be but the reality is God is eternal for us in time, hasn't happened yet. But eternally, it's already happened. So if God be for us, who can be against us? So fourthly then, when you see these things, you now have a new character in your nature. Amen. And because of that, if you have this hope that you will have a glorified body just like Christ, you are now called a son of God, accepted into the blood according to Ephesians 1.6, You will purify yourself. It will change your life. It will change how you see life, how you think about life, your priorities, your values, your convictions. It will change your morals, your ethics. Everything will be changed. You will purify yourself. Now, I've, I've heard this from, you know, for decades. People use the term children of God very lightly. It's very casual. We, we think of it as a, almost a frivolous term. We are all the children of God. The children of God, they equate this even to being creatures of God or quote-unquote in Christendom. But this is not a shallow misuse of the word or a mindset if you really understand what manner the love is. This is a, it's unwarranted, undeserving by the grace of God. If you understand it, according to John 7, 17, it's one of my favorite verses. If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine. You will know the teaching of God. If you do his will, we love him because he first loved us. So this isn't a feeling. This isn't an infatuation or an obsession with someone or something. And it's not just in the future as far as going to heaven and not going to go to hell. And it's not just a hope that gives you a good attitude about the future that things will get better. But this is a literal transformation that you will be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Your heart will be cleansed. You will have a new outlook. You are accepted in the beloved. Amen. You have a title, the sons of God. You know, we ought all to shout and glory and run. Uh, it's, it's hard to fathom how great this is. So, you have a position. You're the sons of God. You have power as a son of God. You have a new nature as being a son of God. You have a new family being a part of the the Son of God. And it's all in present tense. It's right here now. And it will go on into eternity. And this is really what changes a life. Now we talk about conviction, rebuke, instruction. But Paul said, I am constrained by the love of Christ. You know, and I can say, what really changed me, yes, it was heavy conviction. That's what brought me, though, to the love. That's good. So the, the conviction is a means to an end that when God pricks your heart and puts you under heavy conviction of the guilt and shame of your sin, and then he turns your heart to repentance from, uh, or to God from sin, it's really becoming aware of the love of God. You know, we say it all the time, it should have been me on the cross. I'm the guilty one. Amen. So, behold what manner of love. Now, we will derive our self-esteem somewhere from someone, someplace. If you do not accept the love of God, then you will try to find love in a click Uh, some group in society through peer pressure maybe a gang uh, through whatever is popular in the world but remember the world knew him not they will know you not something has changed so this is a fundamental need of every person made in the image of God The greatest need is for love and the greatest need is to find your self-esteem in the love of God. So there's two great truths. You know, I've always said that. Number one, in the beginning, God. That's the greatest truth ever. God is. Secondly, God loves me. You know, I think it's strange that people want to put God on the, judgment seat and judge God put him on trial of who he loves and what he wants to do and the things that he has allowed and I've heard people say how could a God of love allow this or that but the reality is what if he was not a God of love what if he still had the power to speak something from nothing and by him all things consist but then if he was a God of hate But praise the Lord, He's a God of love. And when you understand that, and He bestowed it upon you and me through His Son, Jesus Christ. But when you go deeper than that, you step back, and you just behold it. I'll try to explain what that means. Remember when Jesus was on the cross, He said, Mother, behold thy Son. Look at thy Son. So, a lot of times, we see it as a miracle if... God wouldn't love us I see it as a miracle that God loves me and he loves the unlovable so you know and I can say I think God used my dad to change my life he likes to be called Billy Billy Joe James Uh, most loving kind man I've ever known in the history of men maybe you feel that way about your dad but Christianity, we're not fearful. Both. We're not fearful of a tyrant serving out of guilt and shame or dread. Paul said he was a bond servant, and when you're a bond servant, the the master sets you free. They would drive, they put you up against the wall, take an awl and drive it through your ear to mark you were a own slave. You were not your own, and then though he would set them free, and Paul said. I don't serve God because I have to. I serve God because I want to. True love is set free. We're not under a tyrant dictator, but the servants of Christ serve out of a willing heart and a love reciprocated back to God. So I say it all the time. We love him because he first loved us. God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And perfect love casteth out fear. Amen. Fear is a service that is conditional, motivated by an emotion of dread. If I don't do this, this might happen to me. But God sets us free in His great love wherewith with His loved us, unconditionally. And if you really love Him, You'll never leave. Amen. Why? You behold what manner of love. So fear drives someone. Love leads someone. Good. You know, if you're if you're a fearful person, you're driven by the fear. And the Bible says, fear hath torment. And it says the fear of the wicked shall come upon them. But if you understand the love of God, that He's the great shepherd. He leadeth me beside the Stillwalk, to shady green pasture. The song. Where was that song? And uh, and it's a gratitude, not out of shock or dread. Brother Howes always said, if you can convince a child that you really love them, it'll change their whole life. And that's the that's the job of the teacher, the parent, the friend. Try to convince your students you really love them with a pure motive. It'll change their whole life. You know, how can I hurt this person? They love me. How can I hurt my parents? They love me. Why is it so hot in here? He loves me. So, follow me. This is very important. There are four types of the sons of God in the Word of God. This is dispensational truth. I'm just giving you the overview. You can look it up. Adam was called a son of God. So a son of God is a direct creation of God. God formed man from the dust of the earth, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. He became a living soul. So a man is... A, Adam, the first man, was a direct creation. Secondly, the angels are called the sons of God. Why? God spoke them into existence. They are a literal, direct creation of God. Thirdly, Jesus, through the miracle of the incarnation, the virgin birth, He is called the only begotten Son of God. So the Word became flesh, dwelt among us. We beheld His glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The next type... Are the New Testament believers that He has made us and called us a Son of God through the new birth? So through the new birth, when you put your faith in Christ, you are then transformed in 2 Corinthians 5:17 that all things have become new. We are new creatures in Christ, old things are passed away so sinners who were children what the bible calls children of wrath children of the devil you of the lust of your father the devil ye will do children of disobedience the son of the devil the friend of the world the enemy of god the stranger and the foreigner to the household of God, the outcast from the true people of God, the damned to perdition, the blinded in darkness, the separated from God, doomed for hell for eternity, desperately wicked, ungodly in every form and fashion, God now calls the sons of God. And if you don't see yourself in any of that list, I just... Gabe, uh, you don't see yourself clearly. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, we're a new creature. Yeah. What an amazing thing. Behold, what manner of love he hath loved us. Now this is interesting. The word behold, it means to know by awareness by gazing in a voluntary observation. So you have to on purpose gaze. Stand still a while. Behold, The Lamb of God. You know, so many people hear about it. They know about it. They think about it maybe temporarily or periodically. If you would just take the time to focus and behold His love on purpose, by intention of free will, it'll change your whole life. That God loved you, and you are the most unlovable, despicable creature on the planet Earth that has ever lived. But yet, God loves you. Now the manner is very interesting. This is the nature and the character of the love, but basically it's prudence and discretion when I looked it up. It's the where, the what, the when, and the how much. What, how much does God love you? With what type of love? So we know phileo is conditional. I'll treat you right if you treat me right. I'll do this for you if you do something in return. That's not true love. So when you think about the true love of God, which is the word agape, I don't really like going to the Greek too much, but it's the where, the when, the how, for how long, with what nature. So it's not that he used to, will, or he will in the future. It is. He is, I am, the ever-present God. So it's not just if you'll change or get in a better position. If you can understand, God's not looking for you to get into a better position, just accept His love in your present condition, it'll change your whole life. Whether you're in church, out of church... Married, single, divorced, whatever your situation. Whether you're employed or unemployed, whether you live in a home, apartment, trailer, or under a bridge, it doesn't matter. If you accept that God loves you, it'll change your life. Whether you're so-called free of vices and addiction, or you're a total addict, doesn't matter. If you'll step back and behold that God loves you, it'll change your whole life. It changed my life. I say it all the time. If God could save me, He can save anybody. So, it's not proximity. It's not geography. It is the love of God. Now, how long will God love you? Forever. That's forever. No matter what. So, a lot of times we think, well, God will love me as long as I do this. Or God will love me until I make a mistake. No, He loves you. A son of God. A son of God. You know, and depending on what type of parents you have, if you have parents that really love you, you know, some of you don't have that benefit. I feel sorry for you. Let God love you. So, behold what manner. Think about it. He was rejected for you. He became your sin on the cross. He was homesick for 33 and a half long years for you. He suffered for you. He was misunderstood for you. His own family misunderstood him. His own tribe of his own nation rejected him. His own nation of all the nations of the world rejected him. He was betrayed for you. Illegally arrested for you, mocked for you, sold for thirty pieces of silver just for you and me. The false witnesses were brought in. They spit in his face. They plucked the beard. You know, right? I mean? Just do that. It hurts, man. Just catch that thing on a zipper. It, it doesn't feel good. Uh, hurts. Plucked out of his face. Slapped him with the palms of their hands. Placed the crown of thorns on his brow you know i never forgot this my brother probably remember right when we got saved we went to church for for cleanup we're helping brother richie our pastor and there was these thorn trees growing on this fence and they was thorns that long and it was that stiff thorn and, and me and my brother we looked and we says man this is what was put on, and they were that long and just forced into his head and if you, if you know what it's like to have something stuck through this thin membrane and skin into the skull it's a totally different feeling if you've ever studied the cat of nine tails the Roman whip with pieces of glass and bone that they cruelly beat him for me and you if you understand that the carrying of the cross but in his humanity he fell beneath the load he opened not his mouth as a sheep is done before a shearer And he did not fight back. He willingly laid there and let them drive those rusty spikes in his hands and his feet. All for me and you. Why? He loves me. Amen. I don't understand why somebody would pick yeah. a heathen, it. A, a crook, it. a liar who will not love them. They don't even know what love is because without God there is no love why would they choose them over Christ even the father turned his back on him at high noon when he became the sin of the world and he said my God my God why hast thou forsaken me I think I got that wrong but then he was raised for our justification but not only that He calls us His Son. Now this is amazing. To call someone with a legal title is so wondrous and so great that it's beyond human comprehension. This status. And I think a lot of times we sing the songs and we don't think about it. You know. He loves me. You know. You don't get any deeper than Jesus loves the little children. You just don't. A lot of people try to get real deep and wax eloquent. You don't get any deep than Jesus loves the little children. You don't. You think about it. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. This I know. He gave himself to die for me. Why? The Bible tells me so. Why? Because his love is a manner bestowed that's so great that if you ever comprehend it, you'll purify yourself. You'll realize, I am unworthy. You will humble yourself, and in so doing, you will be lifted up under this new title of the family name of your Lord and Savior, jesus christ you know the old jesus lover of my soul it's it's really amazing when you think about it let me to thy bosom fly all these great songs we sing Uh, a lot of times we're just casually going through it we don't really think about it and you know brother james has been giving us the history of the authors of these hymns and what they were going through and uh, they can relate to the great love of god and I fully believe it was love that lifted me. Amen. Amen. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Amen. If somehow we could convince men of the love of God, right. it changed their whole yeah. life. Yes, sir. That God should love a sinner such as I, should yearn to change my sorrow into bliss, nor rest till he had planned to bring me nigh. How wonderful is such a love as this. He loves me. You know, and I remember when I was out there in the world, I was tortured. You know? And I remember the different groups and the cliques, and this group would accept somebody in, they'd get mad at him, kick him out. He'd try to go find some acceptance in that group. This group kicked that guy out. What a, what a miserable existence. Right. You know, they'll tell me the old, old story of Jesus and His what? Love. Wonderful story of love. Tell it to me again. Wonderful story of love. Wait the immortal strain. We sing these songs over and over, but can we really say, I am so glad that my Father in Heaven tells of His love in the book He has given. I am so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. I am so glad... You say, why are you saying it over again? I'm so glad that Jesus loves me. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us. Not only to forgive us. Not only to justify. Just as if you never sinned. Do you understand that? Past, present, future. He wrote your name in the Lamb's book of life. He imputed to your record the righteousness of His Son and you stand before Him right now even though the judgment seat hasn't come yet right now adopted into full sonship my name is Jeffrey Charles James now he's going to give me a new name he's going to give me a white stone he's going to write his name on my forehead and it's already settled why? has bestowed upon us The title, the family, the nature, the character, the status, a son of God. Now, it's easy to know the terminology. It's easy to know the definition. Do you know the doctrine? The doctrine, a son of God. So, very short message this morning. Just think about this. If you would step back, and and what this word means is put aside all your cares in life, all your responsibilities, all of your relationships, and just yield to the Holy Spirit and start beholding. So remember, this doesn't mean to think only, it means to look. There's something about it when you use your eyes and you see what is really there not just your thoughts and your emotions and your desires, but when you look. You know, if you've ever been to the Grand Canyon. How many of you have been to the Grand Canyon? It's not that hot. What? No, I do not want to let you down. No, it's really good. But once you've seen it, it's like, it looks like a painting. It's, it's surreal. And Brother James went down in it. He can tell you what it's really like. He's not just a drive-by tourist that the scenic overlooks. But, um, and you think about it, you know, it's kind of like my brother said, once you've seen a mountain and a few pine trees, yeah, it's very good, and I'd like to go see it again. I, I probably will go see it again, Lord willing. But, you know, you ever heard the say? you just have to see it to believe it? You would have had to have been there. You have to see. And without a vision, the people perish. And it's spiritual sight, but in some mysterious way, it's physical sight. You have to see. Uh, you know, I do this all the time. When I confess my sin, I imagine they're now under the cross. And I start crying. And then I see him sprinkling on a literal mercy seat. And then I can relate to it. I can see it. And I think what happens is, we are an incomplete person in our relationship with him. Because we hear it, we think it, we feel it, but this will only happen if you see it. Behold what meant You have to look at it. Now, it's mysterious. It's possible. Anybody can do it. So if a child really knew that somebody loved them, it changed their whole life. Are you a child of God? If you really knew how much He loved you, temptation wouldn't be as strong. The world wouldn't be so powerful. Worldly ambition. You know the song? I don't remember. He probably knows that. When we look. Look into his face. The things of this world grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Why? I looked. I saw him. I saw him. You know, if you have a someone that loves you and you love them, it's one thing to think about them. It's one thing to just say it and look away. Look them in the eye and say it. See what happens. I challenge you. Look, look them in the eye. And I love you. And then feel it. <laughs> And then then they're, oh, no. It's different when you look. So um, a lot of times we take this for granted and we use it casually. There's only one Son of God, begotten, that gave himself to bestow upon us the title through the new birth, adopted into full sonship. Behold, what manner of love he hath bestowed upon us that we are called the sons of God. And this is nothing to be proud about. It's all of Him. So there's a balance between having confidence and humility. But if you understand it, it'll change your whole life. Praise the Lord for His love. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes. I'd ask that you think about what was said. See how it applies to your life. Just ask you a couple questions. Number one, where do you derive your self-esteem? Where do you derive your self-esteem? Do you derive it in your education, your success in your business? Do you derive it possibly in your acceptance of your family? Maybe your finances, maybe your possessions, I don't know. Could be your, maybe your appearance, who knows? We need to behold His love. And I'd ask you to envision. Do you see Christ on the cross? Do you see Him being lifted up? Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin. You know John the Baptist, he said when Jesus walked by, he said behold Him, look at Him, it will change your life. Look at Him, it will change your life. Remember when they lifted up the brazen serpent for the wrong motive? It was looking that made a difference. Do you know how much God loves you? Do you see yourself as unlovable and unworthy? You know, I like to imagine He's wrapping His arms around me in His love and accepting me. And He loves me. You know the word confession means open arms? If you'll confess, come to Him. His arms are open... He will actually accept you and love you, but you have to behold His love. And when you do, you'll begin to have a deeper realization and you'll be able to comprehend the greatness of that life-changing love.